Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Clue, DJ Clue. AKA, AKA William, William M. Holla. M. Holla. With William H. Holla. The Holla family, nigga. Rockefeller Records. Come on. Dynasty. New JD. Beanie Seagull. Stick to the script. Ladies and gentlemen, for this episode, we going to Philly by way of Brooklyn, by way of Denver. Yeah, they call me William H, the all-time great. I fuck the most hoes out of New York State. I rock my shoes. I'm not a fool. In the small of my back, I got this big ass tool. When I'm skating through the city and I stop and kick it, be the most asked question. How I got them digits? I say I stay on my grind, never stop for bitches. Never talk like a mom, I gotta watch you snitches. And I stick to the script. I want to say, man, that this is episode 107 of the Struggle Play Podcast. We're gonna talk some hip hop. We're gonna talk some real good hip hop for this episode. Let go! Like a hundred weeks, nigga. We gonna run the streets till we reach Malik or the data ease release. Peak over in a Jeep, rover passing reefer over to this freak. Breathe, mommy, this is good. We, mommy, three homies under the belt. Three extra clips. We ain't, we shoot. Yeah, shoot, ain't. We stick to the script. Come on, money over bitches, nigga. Stick to the script. We cop, we flip, we re up. Get back on our shit. Money over bitches, nigga. Stick to the script. You can bullshit with rap. Oh, man. What better way to start off a Monday? Look, man, I literally just got back from Texas last night, man. So can we just please ride out to some good old-fashioned Rockefeller when everything was everything? Hey, yo, they don't call me Mac for nothing. I don't give a whore jack, man. They all say that Mac be frontin'. But if you can't take a case, bitch, and take it to the chin, take the heat, beat your feet, bitch. Skate in the wind, don't snitch. We can blow dough, make it again. You can be my whole bitch. I can't make you my friend because friends depend on friends. Not me seeing shit. I don't need you. Let welfare feed you. Now that I've been getting into my bag, it's been good for me to start bringing on guests. But mainly, you know, folks who are in they hip-hop, you know, bag. You know, music bag. You know what I'm saying? But before I introduce this, man, the the rules goes for guests. All right? The, rule, the rules goes before the guest even introduces himself. All right? We're going to take this back to 99... 2001, two, three, four. You got to rhyme before you come on this joint, all right? So if you could ha- spit one verse right now, you got to spit one verse that's off the top of your head, your, a memorable verse, you know what I'm saying? One that always, that you just know as soon as you go to a concert, you're like, oh, I know this. Or as soon as you hear that song, you got to give me a verse, man. Damn, all right. Um, Since, uh, you know, I'm from the East Coast, you know, I got a my favorite rapper of all time is uh, Jay Z Hove. Uh, it's got to be one of his verses. It's his second verse from D Evils. Oh, reasonable doubt. Oh, come on, man. Ugh. We used to fight for building blocks. Now we fight for blocks with buildings that make it killing. The closest of friends when we first started, money grew apart. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, hold on, man. <laughs> oh, you got me on the spot. 
Man, I got to start that over. All right, all right. All right, we here. Oh, we here. We got man. all night. We got all night. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Hold on, man. Let me get let me get, let me get my collective back. All right. Let me put myself back in perspective. All right. We used to fight for building blocks. Now we fight for blocks with builders that make a killing. The closest of friends when we first started, but the grew apart as the money grew. We soon grew black-hearted. Thinking back when we first learned to use rubbers, he never learned. So in turn, I'm kidnapping his baby's mother. My hand around the collar, feeding the cheese. She said the taste of dollars was shitty, so I fed her fifties. About his whereabouts, I wasn't convinced. I kept feeding the money till the shit started to make sense. Who could ever foresee? We used to stay up all night at summer parties. Now I'm trying to rock this bitch to sleep. All the years we were real close. Now I see her spheres through her tears. No, she wishing we were still close. Don't cry, it is the B. In time, I take away your miseries and make it mine. The evils. We used to fight for building blocks. Now we fight for blocks with builders that make a killing. The closest of friends when we first started, but grew apart as the money grew and soon grew black hearted. Thinking back when we first learned to use rubbers, he never learned. So in turn, I'm kidnapping his baby's mother. My hand around the collar, feeding her cheese. She said the taste of dollars was shitty, so I fed her fifties. About his whereabouts, I wasn't convinced. I kept feeding her money till shit started to make sense. Who could ever foresee? We used to stay up all night at slumber parties. Now I'm trying to rock his bitch to sleep. All the years we were real close. Now I see his fears through her tears. No, she wishing we were still close. Don't cry, it is the be in time i take away your miseries and make it mine yo 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 so welcome to the show the homie be mad man thank you so much for joining me yo <laughs> thank you man i appreciate this it's an honor and privilege man to be on your podcast brother. yeah yeah nah before no doubt no doubt um, before we even get started, though, please introduce yourself, your podcast. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. My name is uh, V Mag. I um, I'm one I'm one half of the Put in Perspective podcast. You can follow us at Put in Perspective on Twitter, on IG. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Put in Perspective. Uh, that's P U T I T N P E R S P E C T V. Please check us out, man. We up and coming podcast. We cover everything from sports, hip hop, you know, current events, financial, you know, business talk. You know, we try to cover it all, man. We are uh, we up and coming. We really kicked off our podcast covering the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. I'm such a big Nets fan, but um, from that point on, we just did that to get our feet in the door, you know, get our feet wet. And we kind of deviated away from that, so we just trying to branch out and cover all aspects of. Just topics in general, man. You know, just life, mm. especially the things we love, man. We talking about hip hop today, especially yes, in our sports. So it's easy to to you know gain an audience with that. So here we are. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this then: Are you were you a New Jersey Nets fan? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I uh, I, I you know, growing up, I was you know, I was uh. I was a fan of your hometown team, man. The Bulls. Oh, the Bulls. Man. Fan, man. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, MJ was the man. And, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Everyone was Knicks fans. <laughs> and, you know, my father, you know, growing up in a household with a father is a diehard Knicks fan. 
Mm. It broke his damn heart that his his son and you know my older brother as well. We were diehard Jordan fans, and when they used to get killed every year by the Bulls, you know we had to we had to be in a different room, man. He wanted to throw us out the crib. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, yeah. Um, me, uh, you know, once we found out that the Nets were coming to Brooklyn, you know, when Jay Z was uh, trying to make those moves and um, building the Barclays Center. Yeah, you know, I'm like, man, I was never a Knicks fan. I'm like, man, I gotta be a Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn Nets fan. I'm from Brooklyn. People from Brooklyn, we have a lot of, a lot of pride. Yes. So for me, it was easy to make that transition to become a Nets fan. So, mm. Yeah, mm. That's where it's at, man. Mm. Would you consider yourself one of the? Uh, and I'm so glad that you're here. You know, because I was telling you uh, off mic. You know what I'm saying? That my people's is from, uh, you know, uh, New York. You know what I'm saying? And my dad is like, you know, number five out of six. You know what I'm saying? And um, so now it's him and his older brother who are still left alive. So the rest of them, you know, uh, my cousins or whatnot, they live in Brooklyn. And when we used to come to New York all the time, right, we had to see we had to go see grandma, you know, on Jamaica. And then we would go to Brooklyn, right? But before we would go to Brooklyn, we would, I'd be like, all right, Grandma, we want to go to, you know, we want to see such and such, you know, up in Brooklyn. You know, she said to me, man, and I think you'll laugh at this. She's like, now, don't trust them Brooklyn niggas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Don't trust them Brooklyn niggas. I was like, what you mean? She said, I said what I said. Don't trust them Brooklyn niggas, all right? Don't, don't, don't talk to them on the streets. Do you hear me? You know, don't try to buy nothing from them. And I was like, Grandma, them your, them your grandkids, Grandma. She's like, I said what I said. Yo, listen, Grandma was right. <laughs> yo, yo, it's crazy. My um, my boy, my uh, my partner does the podcast with me, my boy Raymundo. Yeah. He's from Queens. He's from oh, Queens. Okay. So, you know, Queens and Brooklyn always had like a, you know, a, a ongoing rivalry. You know, battle of the boroughs. Mm-hmm. You know, who's the better? Has the best MCs? Mm-hmm. Jay Z and Nas beef. You know, all yeah. that stuff that's always get talked about. And my boy Ray is funny. He has a saying. It's called SBN. It's called sneaky Brooklyn niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust those sneaky Brooklyn. Niggas. <laughs> hey, yo, it, was, it was hilarious to me, man. I'm like, wow, it's like that. <laughs> Grandma was right, bro. Grandma was right. Yeah, man. I'm like, cool dude. I'm a cool dude. Not not me. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. You know what I'm saying? She was just talking about some other folks. You know, other than her own grandkids. And I was like, yo, you you know, like, your grandkids, man. What you mean? Don't trust the Brooklyn niggas. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Them Brooklyn niggas is at your house. You know, every weekend. You know what I'm saying? What? What are we talking about? So I just thought I had to say that, you know, because um, I had because I had to ask um another uh old guest, another guest that I had on the show a few weeks, a few yeah, about a month or two ago. She's from the Bronx, and I was like, "What is it about these Brooklyn niggas?" You know, because my grandma said, "Don't trust these Brooklyn niggas," you know, and I never got it, you know, to say until I was about twenty one, you know what I'm saying, and I was like, oh. I see. <laughs> Listen, Brooklyn back in the day used to be the home of the stick-up kids. Yeah. Like, you couldn't go into a party, you know, 
like, you know, my parents told me, like, from the 70s. I'm 30, I'm 36, I'll be 37. All right. You know, so I remember, like, the till in, like, the 80s, you know, early 90s. Mm -hmm. like in the 70s and 80s, like, when hip-hop started really taking off, like, you could, you'd be, cash used to be scared to say this from anywhere but Brooklyn. And that's why that saying, you hear that hip, old hip-hop record, is Brooklyn in the house. And <laughs> Brooklyn's going crazy in those old hip-hop parties, man. Yeah. And dudes used to tuck their chains in, other boroughs used to be quiet because Brooklyn was known for sticking up and just, you know, robbing, wilding out. And that's what the reputation stems from. It's so funny. Crazy Brooklyn kids. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and then like all all my other homies from New York, uh, they was like, yeah, them scamming ass Brooklyn niggas, man. You know? <laughs> it's just be so funny because I never, you know, knew until I, yeah, until I was in my early 20s, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, well. I'm gonna ride with my peoples, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so, so I don't look like a tourist. You feel me? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? I ain't trying to, you know, get God out here. You know, I ain't from New York. You know what I'm saying? But you know, back back home, growing up in Chicago, there was no such thing as fair fights. You know what I'm saying? This is straight jumping style. You know, so oh, nah, it went down like that too. <laughs> yeah, so it went down like yeah, that. so so I, you know, I'm not a New Yorker, but I know, you know, you know what it means to look like a tourist. You feel what I'm saying? And I was not, I was not gonna get got. You know, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, I was not gonna get got. So, so you do sports and music on your podcast, right? Yeah, right now, yeah. So, uh, my boy, yeah, my, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, my my boy, he um. My boy Ray, he really, um, he's really deep into like the business aspect. You know, he used to work on Wall Street. He's uh -huh. gonna really start taking off with that. You know, Bitcoin. You know, cryptocurrency mm -hmm. taking off. We're gonna start having more talks about that. Um, also, you know, we're coming off of, um, you know, coming off May Mental um, Health Awareness Month. Yeah. Into get into those talks too. You know, but yeah, mostly is hip hop and um, me. You know, I get into the hip hop and sports. I'm trying to keep it lighthearted. Yes, sir. So wait, so 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 you said you a Nets fan. Are you a Yanks fan? Yes, sir. Oh man, diehard Yankees fan. Diehard. Mm. See, <laughs> playing. They playing right now. They losing right now. Matter of fact, I was just for to say I got them. You know, on mute right now until my Cubs come on. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yo, man, congrats on the Cubs getting that. Finally getting that chip, man. Let me tell you something, big dog. I I. <laughs> I cried in 2003, you know what I'm saying, when they lost, when the oh curse was real. Gosh. I cried right outside the stadium. I'm 15 minutes away from uh, from Wrigley Field, all right? I'm not from the South Side. I'm not a South Sider, all right? I'm a North Sider, all right? And um, I cried. And when the Cubs won in 2016, I was living in Vegas at the time. I shit you not. I shit you not. Game six, bought the tickets back home. Alright, cause I was like, we finna go celebrate at the parade, and I bought my tickets on Game Six when we were still down three one, and I was like, if we we in Game Six, I'm buying the tickets back home so I can be back at home in time for the parade. They won Thursday night, Thursday night, twelve innings. I shit you not, I left, I went, I hopped on the plane at seven in the morning. Alright, I was not fucking around. Red eye. You hear me? I was not playing no games. 
it was I was like I was like I'll be damned if I missed you know human history. It shit might not happen again for another hundred years. You know, Yo, man. <laughs> Listen, as a fan of baseball, it was crazy. Uh, my family is very. You know, growing up, my pops and my uncles on my father's side. My father's side is Panamanian. Mm-hmm. My cousin is a Hall of Famer, is Rod Carew. Wow. Yes, sir. I never met him personally. Um, I was very close with his uh, brother and mm-hmm. his mom. His, uh, his mom was my great-grandmother's sister, and they lived in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my father, he knew him a lot. So, you know, baseball was really tied into my family. So I was a Yankees fan since, like, 92. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Just watching that play Little League for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so, yo, baseball is big for me, man. So, I remember Steve Bartman in 03. Yes. That fan interference. Yo, oh. yo, that was insane. Oh. Yo, my mama was for the, like, take out the belt on me because I was literally screaming during that entire series at, like, 12 years old. Oh, <laughs> she was like, if you don't shut the hell up, I'm like, they're losing. They're blowing it, you know. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? If I should tell them to get their shit together. You know, I ain't watched Sports Center for like three months after that. Heart broke. All right. Oh, <laughs> Heartbreak oh, city. And like I played baseball all the way up to college. So that's how big oh, it wow. is. Um okay. for me. And um another New York connection again, um in high school. Uh, my who's my best friend? Uh, we were both captains on the high school baseball team. He's from Yonkers, and uh, he's Dominican, and he so he was the first Dominican that I ever met. And I was like, "Yo," because nobody knew what a Dominican was in Chicago. You know, it's just mainly like Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. You know, Dominican population not that heavy. And I was like, "No." Them Dominican niggas, they do this shit. You know, they do this baseball shit. <laughs> yup. They live and breathe, bro. Yeah. They live and breathe baseball, man. Yeah, I was like, I know we a basketball city, you know, but Dominicans, you know, fuck basketball. They just, it's baseball all day, 24-7. He made me, he made me a better uh, player. He was, he was pitcher, I was catcher, man. We've been tight ever since, but yeah. Wow, man. So yeah, I had the battery connection. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. yeah. That's my dog. That's my dog, man. And he just moved back uh, to New York too. So he just moved back because I told him, uh, you know, I was like, Chicago ain't for you, man. You know, I said the Mexicans don't like you. You keep taking all their women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the Puerto Ricans, you know, they got their own little sections, dog. I said, like, you need to be back with your own peoples, all right? Go back to Dykeman or something. And, uh... <laughs> That's real, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, Heights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, my yeah. boy Ray, he's uh, on the podcast. He's Dominican, man. Yeah, man. So, that's, that's super funny. And, like, I always used to be... Um, at one point, I used to be very jealous of New Yorkers, right? Because growing up in Chicago, at that time, before Kanye came, because that's the generation that I claim. I claim that whole um, Kanye, you know, common second half, you know, his second win. Yeah, K- Kanye, Lupe, um, Bump J. Bump J. Woo. Yeah. That's real Chicago right there. Talk yeah. about it, bro. Yeah, Ka- I know. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye, Lupe. I remember the very first day that I heard Lupe, that they put a Lupe on the radio. And I was like, finally, Chicago has its, like, quote, unquote, 
you know what I'm saying? Funk flex moment. You know, it was uh, Lupe's verse on Touch the Sky. And that was back when the radio, you know what I'm saying, would play the verse over and over and over and over again. And they debuted it on the radio. And I was like, yo, this is our moment. Yes, 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 guess who's on third? Lupe still like looping the third. Here like here till I'm bitter on the curb. Peach fuzz buzz, but bit on the verge. Let's slow it down like we're on the serve. Bottle shape body like Mrs. And I was like, Lupe is, he's in my top five. Really? All time, yes. Wow. Literally, he is, I think, I think, I, and the first time I heard him was the Fahrenheit Rough or yeah, I heard kick push, and of course, you know, mm-hmm. touch the sky verse. Mm-hmm. But when I heard that, uh, touch the sky mixtape and the Fahrenheit series mixtape, yes, sir, I was blown away. And then I heard, you know, I found out you know, Jay was trying to sign him years ago, and then yep. Jay was going to executive produce his first album. I'm like, yo, Jay paying attention to this kid, he gotta be nice. And when I heard him, I was like, oh my god, this kid sounds like a hybrid of Jay Z and Nas, like it just. I was taking it back and I was telling everybody in New York, New Jersey about Lupe. And I put so many people onto him, man, that he's incredible to me. I think he's probably the, he's probably the best lyricist of all time to me. Wow. I mean, overall, I'm not saying he's the best rapper mm-hmm. of all time, but lyricist, you're the, lyrically? Ugh. You're the second person I've heard say that. The first person I've heard say that is my boy, uh, Who's from the Bronx? Uh, he has his own podcast, the Corner Podcast. My boy Kel, Kel it up. So that is crazy that you say that, cause um, I was definitely Kanye'd out. You know, I remember the first day, first time I heard uh, through the wire. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, when I heard that touch the sky verse, that was when I discovered mixtape CDs. You know what I'm saying? The mixtape circus. So that's when I was, you know, on that. Uh, Fahrenheit, you know, first and 15. And like, I was like, finally, Chicago has this moment because I'm literally watching these old DVDs, you know what I'm saying, of these freestyles, you know, up in New York. All right. Uh, I still. I think I still got some Stretch and Bob uh, tapes, as a matter of fact. You oh, know. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, look, I'm not saying, you know, I'm the I'm the greatest, but you know, I'm in my bag with this shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Yeah, so like I still got some of that. I think I got like one left on, on a hard drive somewhere. So I was just very jealous because I was like, Yo, we ain't got this. Now, granted, Chicago in the nineties, that's when you had you know, Common, um, yes. Twister, you know, first guy, first one to be signed on, um, God, what's that, uh, Big Pun's uh, label and uh, Wu-Tang's uh, label. Loud? Yeah, Loud yeah. Records, first re- first uh, artist to be signed, you know, on Loud Records, uh, Do or Die on Rap A Lot, you know, Do or Die's like Chicago lore, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, damn, we got comment but he's a bit weird you know what i'm saying like he hard he hard like i know he got hard bars but he bit weird but i was like why can't we have a jay-z why can't we have a nas you know i was i was like i was like i love these dudes and um because nas was a part of my introduction to hip-hop you know that i i I think i uh, said this on twitter um back 
when I stayed up watching BT Uncut, and I remember when Godson came out and they did like a whole little Godson's concert and they did the Major Look remix and Ludacris was my favorite rapper at that time and I lost my mind because I was just like, I just remember telling my dad that Luda was my favorite rapper after he told me Eminem couldn't be. It's like, well, this the nigga with the braids, you know what I'm saying, that makes the weird raps. And I was like, no, nah, he's good. Like, he could actually spit. And when he... When he went ball for ball with Jada and Nas, I was just like, fam. I was like, get out of here. That was that was a big moment. That remix was very big for Luda. It was very big for Nas, too. Yes, sir. Major Look is probably one of Nas's best singles. Yes. And then when they did the remix, and Jada kills it, but Luda, out of all the people, all the three on that track, Luda, I think he shocked a lot of people in New York. Yes. You know, we got that East Coast bias. Yes. And him coming from the South. Yeah, it's crazy. One of my friends, keep it short, one of my friends back then used to be a big Luda fan. And we laughed at him. He said he thought Luda was the best ever. But yo, <laughs> if you look back at Ludacris' career, his albums, the singles, songs, like Luda built up a great catalog, man. Yeah. I think Luda's one of the illest dudes. He does not get enough love, especially when T.I. and Jeezy was coming up. Yep. Luda was holding it down. So let me ask you this, though, because we, we're getting closer to summer. You know, and all of my favorite memories, all of my favorite hip-hop memories, truth be told, were birthed in the summer. You know, like uh, the Major Look remix. I was, I told you, I was watching BT Uncut 2 a.m., you know, and it was in the middle of the summer. And, like, windows was open, and I'm just, that song feels like summer but a song that definitely always felt like summer for me is a song that i used to record on the radio on my cassette tape which is fabulous is breathe like every time i hear that song i have to go outside so that song you know reminds me of summer is this like a hip-hop song that reminds you of summer yeah man i mean it's a few but the one that well, I mean, it's the obvious pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in the early 90s. Like, that mm-hmm. was my childhood. Like, mm-hmm. Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff in the first yeah, place. Yeah, Like, that, that song is timeless. Like, you, that, that record will never, ever get old for me. Like, it's it's timeless. Like, it's a, it's a true hip-hop classic. I think it's one of the few... It's a few, but it's one of those hip-hop songs I feel like it's flawless. It captures the mood, the essence of summer. It's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. It's still every summertime's coming. You're gonna hear the spins. You're gonna hear people playing <laughs> summertime. Or you're yep. gonna see a video on Twitter, someone posting it, and it's gonna go viral because yep. of just how ill it was, how the way he broke it down. Going to get a short set from the mall, get some new kids, go to the court, play ball, watch the girls, <laughs> smelling the barbecue, all the smells from summer. He captured that all in that one song. And that song always reminds me of my ch- my childhood, my summertime to Brooklyn. Summertime, uh, by Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. 
That's like the that's like the instant classic, you know what I'm saying? You can't just like, you know, be on the grill and that song not play at least five times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that right there, man. Um and, and another song for me, um it's like a deep cut that definitely reminds me of uh summer is when we used to sneak into the beach. Uh, back in the city, because I stayed right off the uh, lakefront. I grew up right off the lakefront in Chicago. Okay. So uh, we sneak on the beach, and there's a song um, from this uh, West Coast guy named Lil Rob. It's called Summer Nights. And like at that time, growing up, I grew up in the Mexican neighborhood. You feel me? So I was hanging, kicking it with the Mexican homies. My mama calls me Mexican. You know, and I was in the Mexican women at the time. You know, I had a little Mexican joint. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, this is it, man. This is like my life. This is the life. And I remember also just sitting outside during the summer. And shit, yeah. I say that I'm that last generation that was still listening to cassettes, like right when it died off. You know what I'm saying? And we had the big. Boombox, Boom listen to the CDs, and that's when I was learning about uh, all these different recorded freestyles, you know what I'm saying? Other than freestyling in the park, you know, like always. And I was just like, yo, this is lit. And it was one freestyle that stuck, sticks to me to this day, and I remember listening to it at the barbershop during the summer, um, and it was fabulous's debut um when he was rhyming with nori when uh fab said when fab said uh in case he was lost i'm the face on the sauce just in case i was lost i'm the face in the sauce long cuban white ice placed in the cross slow bros hate to see me racing the Porsche. wanna call pose that's like probably one of my most favorite memorable you know freestyle memories you know what i'm saying and i remember that like that was his day view and the funny story about that thing was about that freestyle is that he was low-key about to mess up because he was running out of rhymes because he just kept going you know what i'm saying and luckily enough nori was just hating because he's like yo this you know this new nigga's killing me right now you know i'm finna just bully this freestyle but i remember that so well man yeah so you what were you talking about uh about that freestyle yeah because it's crazy because i think that i think that was all cool because i know cool yeah that was cool and we were just talking about how fab, you know, I was talking about my boy, you know, my, my boy Ray from the podcast. We talked yeah. about the freestyles. And um, 
Like, yo, Fab had a nice run. I mean, just growing up in Brooklyn, like, you knew I, I used to see Fab yep. in Brooklyn. And, you know, he started building that reputation. He was from the P's in, um, in Bed-Stuy. He was from uh, Brevoit. Mm-hmm. And we would see him around. His, his name was Fabulous Sport at the wow. time. Just Fabulous Sport. Then he dropped the sport and just, you know, it was just Fab. But um, that freestyle was there. I remember that. Yeah. It was crazy. It was definitely on Clue. He was definitely yeah. Clue's artist. Yeah. yeah, that's when he started breaking out. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was one of my jealous moments too. I was like, why can't we have some shit like that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, this was nuts, man. I was like, these New York niggas are killing right now because I used to watch those state prop uh freestyles. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Jesus Christ, man. You got one? You got a like a memorable freestyle? I I, I got a few of you. Um, go ahead. Hot ninety-seven, blazing and popping on B. The one that is two of them. The Rockefeller freestyle on Flex on Hot 97 was a big moment in New York City. That was like uh, right before like the Jay and Nas beat really took off. Mm. So this is like 2000, 2001, early 2001. And, you know, they were up at Flex. And, you know, I was outside on the block, using all my steps. It was like, it was still winter, but it was going into spring. And we're out there. I got the bull box, the, the dual cassette player with the CD player on top, Sony joint. And they just popped up on the radio. And we were like, yo, turn that up. We heard a few cars playing it. And we just hear Beanie Freeman going in over the mob beat, beat, over the Quiet Storm beat. And then Freeze going in, Freeze the Freeway's going in, and the Young Guns, then Bleak. And we're like, you hear Jay Epping them up. He's like, stay away from outsiders. They be cock riders with respect from the vets. It ain't even about dollars. About cop and putting it out on the campus. I've been messing with politics. They put it in my pampers. I get it from dollars, so I get it from the ransom. They gon' see me wild if they don't get that advance up. Get them hands up to rock your head. Like, that was big, because every car, like I recall, that night in Brooklyn was playing that freestyle. Everyone was just tuned in. I remember going to school the next day. Like, in the lunchroom, Cass was like, yo, you want that freestyle? Yo. Everyone was trying to, like, yo, did you record it? Get a copy. And then, like, a week later, in Brooklyn or just in the city, they have put out, High 97 put out the mixtape with the whole freestyle on there. Wow. And I, I got it, and I lent it to one of my homeboys, man. A week later, <laughs> damn, he does like a 10 year bit. I've never seen that CD again. <laughs> damn. Like, yo, yeah, that but that freestyle was a big moment in, in the hip hop because it's kind of set off the, the Nas, the Prodigy, the Beef with Jay, damn. state property against the locks. Damn, like, that was like you right, low key that. thinking about damn, that because that, that, that was, was important, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he brought out, he right. introduced State Prop. You thinking and about that, because that was... I just remember listening yeah, to that. Yeah, because he brought out, he like, introduced State Prop. This is, and this is either... I and I was just telling somebody the other day, I was like, I compare State Property's career to the Lob City Clippers. I compare... Great, great, great talent. You feel me? Great. Individual great, talent, great talent, freeway, beans, greedy, super talent. underrated, man. Freeway, beans, young guns. I should you not. I was, man. I bought the young gun CD. You know, I had that. I had the first CD, but they could just never get it together as a unit. You know, just like the live city clippers. Like, it's it was it made sense, but. It didn't. Yeah, yeah. That's 
That's crazy. The art of freestyling definitely kind of got lost. That's kind of why I like made you like, you know, spit some because I just love those days. Like when a rapper would come on a radio show and they would spit and they would spit before they even talk about yeah, an interview on, the and they never said the and they never uh you know what I'm saying um said that they don't have bars you know what I'm saying and they never asked for a different kind of beat you know it's like very depressing uh for me and but freestyling definitely picked up once Flex got back into it you know with his little YouTube show Punk Flex I'm here. Once Flex got back into and I honestly believe um, Black Thoughts Freestyle, you know, reinvented, brought it back up. I was, I feel like, you know, that right there is what brought, you know, at least made people want to rap again. I'm sorry for your loss. There's somebody dead in the car, and it's probably one of yours. The writing all across the window in the walls. Whether it was true or false, we shouldn't have got involved. Remember, we walked past the teacher, take the chalk and laugh. We wrote punishments. I will not talk in class. Now it's pistols punishing people for talking fast. And all these innocent bystanders is hauling ass. I hate to say I told y'all, but I told y'all things. You feel me? I used to have Meek Mill DVDs back when he had the braids, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And, and but like I just ne will never forget that black art freestyle, and I was just like, this nigga's killing it. Judas, Caesar and Brutus, I see intruders, avert your eyes. I told you keep out of the hood, circumcised. How could you sleep? I thought you always was the first to ride. Hey yo, you heard the line? Everybody plays the fool. Well, I be that exception to the rule. The principal to hand deliver lessons to the school. And and. I was in college, yeah, and that. me and my homies, we was just huddled up, broke as shit, uh, <laughs> living off of grilled cheese because we got tired of eating ramen noodles, you know, for four years straight. Living off of grilled cheese. We was just watching that black dog freestyle. Just like four years straight. This nigga's insane. And I'm like, and that's when I had to like educate myself on the roots, you know, because I don't think I can honestly say I don't think I really became a hip hop head till like my junior year in college. So that had to be like 21. You know, and it, it was that freestyle that reinvigorated everything and made me study up on the roots. And y'all know how it is when I have guests on the show. I let them pick a song. So we're going to break down a song from the roots. <laughs> this man has me listening to this. Had me yes, listening sir. to the roots. Um, non stop for the last 24 hours and i'm not even mad at it because it's a great you know trip down memory lane and the song is called now or never featuring dice raw and fonte gotta tell me man you gotta tell me why why did you choose this song man we're like what was what's, what was going through your mind when you picked this song when you picked this song 
Oh man, um, it was just, I remember it was like June, it definitely, it was June of 2010. Like that year I was going through a like mm-hmm. transitional period. I was coming out of like four year relationship with my ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I had left my job in Jersey to move to Maryland for like a year. And then I came back and you know, I was just trying, I, I guess at that point I was like 23. Mm-hmm. I was, I was young, mentally young, but I was trying to feel myself. You know, mm-hmm. like just to understand what I was going through, and then life became very stressful. Like I was going through the job change, getting out of the relationship. You know, I jumped <laughs> into a, like a, a rebound relationship with a immature shorty, and that didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? So I was going depressed. I was uh, a little insecure, and then when I heard this song, like how I like just now or never, I just felt like I had to get back to myself. And like just hearing that song, when I heard the hook, everything's changing around me. And I want to change too. The one thing I know, it ain't cool being no fool. I feel different today. I don't know what else to say, but I'm going to get my shit together. <laughs> it's now. Everything's changing around me. And I want to change too. Get your shit together. Bounce back. Like, yo, you forget who you are. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yo, get it out happens. of that. Get out of that rut. Yeah, you know, everyone goes through that period. Like, you know, for someone in the early 20s or mid-20s, whether you're going to college or you're trying to find a job, you're trying to just, you know, make, you know, make things work for yourself. You're trying to do your own thing in the world. Like that song to me just spoke to me because I just needed it. It resonated so much. And it was like, all right, look, it's time for you to bounce back, get back on your feet, do what you got to do. Because if you don't do this shit now, if you don't get yourself together now, it's going to all fail. And that song just resonated with me so much, bro. So much. That's so crazy that you say that because everything that you just said is the reason on why I started this podcast. You feel me? Um, I moved to people who know my story knows that uh, I moved to Denver right after i lost everything in las vegas <laughs> and i mean they when they say vegas will take everything from you it'll take everything from you relationship i got fired i was dead broke you know what i'm saying like all of that happened like in a week where i lost my job relationship and it was just like literally me listening to music you know that'll get me through this so it I am so glad that you picked this song because that hook, you know, it's definitely like this song is definitely one of those songs that lights a fire under your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you're feeling sorry for yourself, you know, and yeah, and you know how it is for us men. It's we process emotions very differently, you know. <laughs> so it's a lot of built up you know, stress, anger, sadness. And this song just basically says it's time for you to get up off your ass. And that's really what the roots are. You know, they definitely you are going to push boundaries. You know what I'm saying? For you. And damn, that's crazy that you 
said that, you know, <laughs> that is because that's literally like literally the first year of this pod was just full of songs, you know, that literally got me out of my slump, you know, before I moved to Denver. And I'm gotcha. and I'm really that's how I know that this show's for to be, you know, off the chain because when we get to Black Thoughts verse, I'm like, oh, he's yeah. spitting. And then, because, you know, I think when Black Thought did that freestyle on Flex, people forgot, you know, who he was. And when and this song came out in 2010, so that's 11 years ago. And I was just like, he's never lost it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's never lost it. You know, and that that verse is just like I think he says, oh, where he says, thinking of making a change, thinking of making a change, finally breaking the chains. And I was just yes. like, oh, yes. oh, yes. <laughs> we getting out of our own way. Uh, I'm sick, sick of waiting in vain, tired of playing the game, thinking of making a change, finally breaking the chains, every phase, every happening crazy. Tell me about yeah, what yo. that first verse means, man, for you. Oh man, like, like yeah, and I have it. You know, I, I I'm glad you brought up that line because I have mm -hmm. the first few lines from that song. Like, I'm sick and tired of sick of waiting in vain, tired of playing the game, thinking of making the chains, finally breaking the chains. Like, just finally, like, yo, no one's gonna get you out of this slavery. No one's gonna get you out of these shackles, but you. You gotta break those chains. You gotta get up. You gotta get out your own way. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Be positive. Get focused. Get back on your game and get back in it, just to to keep going in life, man. Because life is going to keep going, but you you stay yes. in this rut, you stay in this negative mindset, you're going to be stuck. You're gonna you might as well be dead. Straight up. You know you might as well be dead. Like you know you you can't go on life like that. You know, you have to stay strong. Got to be positive. We all going to go through ups and downs. And it's like, yo, he said, I'm ready for the next chapter and page and start acting my age and part ways with Black Thought from back in the days. I was like, oh my gosh, act your <laughs> age. Like, grow up, man. <laughs> like, you're not a baby no more. Like, grow up. Yo, keep it moving. Back in the haze, I'm ready for the next chapter and page to start acting my age and part ways with Black Thought from back in the days. I'm stargazing from the back of the stage, questioning if who y'all praise is worthy of praise. What's the phrase? Bygones is bygones. Like, yo, I'm, I'm like, that's dead. Kill the negativity, destroy the negativity, and build on the positive, and build your life. Keep going forward. Like, so when he, he spit those lines, I was like, oh, God. I started crying, bro. Real, I'm real talk. Yeah. Like, you have certain songs. Music is life. Certain songs like this. I'm so happy, man, you brought up this topic. It's like, it spoke to me, and it motivated me so much at that time because I needed it. I needed it, man. You know, in... I realized that's what a uh, thought does because I broke down probably uh, a few months ago at the beginning of the year. I broke down a song with Black Thought. It was a song that he did with Russ and Benny the Butcher. And, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Come on, you know he. That was that. That was just like that song was just unfair, you know, in Crazy. terms of. And from the sounds of it, Black Thought he lets you know that he's human and that he's not, and that no matter what struggles or trials and tribulations that he went through or is going through, he doesn't put it on anybody else. He puts it on him. I'm thinking not now, but right now. I need some kind of sign that the future is bright now. I fuck around, do the right thing like spite now. The quick and the dead, which one is my look alike now? I'm moving ahead. He holds himself accountable. He challenges himself. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's a he's a dude from Philly. You know, like the crazy thing about the roots is is that even though they're this really super musically inclined group, you know, who just so happens to be the house band for Jimmy Fallon, these are street niggas at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these are dudes from the streets. And, like, like I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Roots uh, background, but, like, um, when they started... Uh, they came up literally. They grew up. Um, Black Thought and Beanie Siegel basically have known each other since they was kids. Yeah, you nah, know. Yeah, I know about that story. Yeah. Yeah, and how they all performed in the talent show, and in that same talent show, Boys the Men, you know, was in that talent show too. Yeah. Like these are like these are guys who knows what the hell that they're doing and knows what they're talking about. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get into their thought process a little bit later in this breakdown because I really want to jump into Fonte's verse, Fontigolo. <laughs> you know, and I, like when you said that you want to do this song, I was just like, "Yo, man, I have literally spent the last year of my life trying to figure out why the hell did I sleep on Fonte." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've literally spent the last year of my life asking myself, yo, why did you sleep on this man? Because I listened to the, what was it? The the Minstrel Show Part 2? Was that the uh, album? Minstrel, uh, no, the, the Minstrel Show. That's their second album. Um, the Listening the, was their first. It, what was the last album that they came out with? Um... Before they broke up, I think it was the get. Was it the get back? No, their comeback album where where ninth wasn't on it anymore. Oh, um, oh man, that was that was an ill album. Dang. I man. think I think that was part two of the. Uh, let me see. Hold on, I'm gonna make sure I get this uh, right with Little Brother. Yeah, whatever Little Brother's last album was, mm -hmm. is is when I basically. Oh, May the Lord Watch. That's the name of the album. Yes. Came out yeah. 2019. And um, I was just like, yo, why have I been sleeping on Fonte? Like I like all the like all the backpack, you know, uh, you know, hip hop <laughs> fans have been praising Fonte, you know, for as long as I can remember. And so, literally, these last two years, I've really been getting into that backpack bag in terms of Fonte, really understanding who Most Def and Talib Kweli really are as an artist. So, when you yeah. picked this song, I was just like, oh, man, 
Fonte. <laughs> Yo, is this not divine <laughs> intervention? Yeah, man. Yo, so, I, listen. I, I, I love it. You know, it wouldn't be no Drake if there's no Fonte. Come on, man. I hope, hope people understand that. Like, Tell them, please. Tell them, man. Like, Drake, you know, that was one of his influences. And if he, they sound, especially early on, Drake sounds drastically similar to Fonte. So, style, so flow, it's all Fonte, man. And you never hear Drake bring it up, which is wild because he used, he did run in their circle for a little bit. Yo, um, that's, that's Fonte's nuts. Fonte's been nice. Yeah. It's nuts you say that because I remember his last interview that he did where he was low-key admitting that at the beginning of his career that he was biting other people's flows because he couldn't have a flow <laughs> of his own. <laughs> but he wouldn't right. say Fonte. He's like, yeah, I was, you know, I, I definitely was sounding like Wayne. I definitely was pulling from Joe Budden. I was like, well, what about Fonte? I was like, what about Fonte? You know what I'm saying? What about Laura Hill? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Motherfuckers acting like you the first of your kind, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what, what are we talking about here? And, like, for Fonte's verse, I just really love how he talks about, in the very beginning, how he uh, missed his chance, missed his shots, because he just blew him away. Yo. Opportunities lost because I blew them On the sunniest days of my life, I cried through them Moms was out the picture and pops, I barely knew them And I would pray to God, but I'm tired of lying to them Tired of trying to run from the things inside of us Got a lot of fam and a lot of admirers Who tell me that I should aspire to be changed But when I think of change, it's like why you, you know what I'm saying? Like, he failed And not a lot of people can admit their own failure sometime, you know, and what that meant for you, you know, and how that affects you. And he starts talking about his upbringing, his childhood. And I'm like, God damn it, man. I know my good and bad deeds both get recorded. You do right so your soul can last. But my role was cast before I even auditioned for it. So I don't really see an end of my vice. It's just false reformation, no end of my strife. Feel the evil overpowering. You can go ahead, throw the towel in, cause nigga, that's the end of the fight. When you can only see the tunnel at the end of the lights. Lights out, party over, it's the end of your life. And I'm out. Again, I was asking myself. Why have I been sleeping on this man for so fucking long? <laughs> like, literally, I, I and I say that because I was never the rapper uh, growing up, but I always grew up around rappers, you know, all the way from eighth grade. And uh, my good friend that I went to high school with, he called himself Little Brother because he just was so in love, you know, with the group. Really? Yeah, and like he picked up Fruity Loops because of Ninth Wonder, you know what I'm saying? And now, and now he's just a now he's a uh, just a full time producer, but he was just like, yeah, I'm I'm little brother. You call me little brother, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and like he was like, Fonte's amazing, you know, Ninth Wonder, yeah. you know, that's my guy. Now, granted, Ninth is my guy. He's like probably like my favorite, like my fifth favorite producer of all time, mm. you know? Yeah, I, is still. And like, but Fonte does not get talked about enough. Why do you think they don't talk about him enough? I don't know. I mean, it's, 
man. I, I think he's just one of those just underappreciated rappers and artists that's not going to get the flowers until later on, until someone like Drake admits, like, yo, Fonte is this. But the real, real people that listen to hip hop, like lyrics, they know about Fonte. Like, you know how nice he was. Like, the first time I heard Little Brother was The Minstrel Show. I didn't hear the Yeah. Listen. I heard The Minstrel Show first. Yeah. And I was like, I seen a promotion for it. You know, was it oh, I think it was 2005 or 06. It's a classic and album. I remember being on, a, like, a hip-hop website, and I kept seeing the advertising for The Minstrel Show. I'm like, what the hell is this? Some cool shit? Like, what's this? <laughs> and I was like, y'all, let me give it a shot. And when I heard um, I'm Loving It, with Joe Scott, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, yo, who? When Tay pull his verses out, promoters pull their purses out, that money for a purchase out, that charge card that they swipe for the worst amounts, because this is business, not personnel. Thought that I would switch my personnel, like Big Doe and Big Two would be the first to bounce. But y'all, if this is boring me, I'm never going to change up. Please join a sorority, go step your game up. Y'all boys ain't... And I was like, yo, and I heard the whole album, I bought it. I was like, yo, these dudes are incredible. And I put people onto it too, the same way. I'm like, oh, these dudes from North Carolina? Like, they, they sound like, like Tribe Called Quest or like, yes. like that, and, and, you know, that type of shit. I'm like, yo, this is hell. And ever since then, I've been a fan. And, I've been and, a fan, man. And it's incredible. And that's my favorite. So, like, that era of hip hop, mm-hmm. right, is the era that I can definitely say where I've definitely claimed it to my own in terms of understanding lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Understanding, (laughs) you know, like great song because my dad, he's so funny. Um, He stopped listening to rap right after uh, Pac and Biggie got killed because he was like, I'm sick of this shit. You know what I'm saying? These niggas is killing each other. And I was like, Pops, no, no. I was like, because of that. He's like, he's like, why can't they just rap about, you know, real life, you know what I'm saying? And not talk about because I was like, no. I said, because of that, that we were able to get, you know, Talib, um, the roots, you know what I'm saying? Most deaf, a little brother, Kanye comment. I was like, they were sick of it too. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that's yeah, when bro. hip-hop, that's when hip-hop transitioned. You know, that's when hip-hop. You know, it was just like, all right, you know, we ain't got to be a thug, you know what I'm saying, to, uh, right. you know, make records. You know, we can be nerds. We can be fashionable. You yeah, know, man. we can we can be whoever the hell we want to be. And guess what? It doesn't have to be done on it, you know, on an NPC. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be done on the SB, you know, 1200. It can be done on fruit. Yeah. It can be done on Fruity Loops. It can be done on Fruity yep. Loops, man. <laughs> it's, it's, cra- it's crazy you said it because... That era too is like one of my favorite eras. Like I remember just like, yeah, you know, everything is post Biggie and Pac. So it's like 90, 98, you know, 97, 98. And like, yeah, Ruckus Records comes along. They had the sound bombing um, compilation. And then, you know, M's coming into the picture. They had most Def, Talib, Bali. I remember with Ruckus Records, they had a crazy street team, street, street promotion team throughout Brooklyn. All you seen on every corner was like and one mixtape, flyers for Ruckus Records, uh Most Deaf and Tyler Quali Black Star album. Like I just remember that whole era. And yeah, I never sold drugs. Yeah. But, you know, I had friends. I grew up in you know, I grew up in the hood, but mm-hmm. I never sold drugs. But I had friends that was, you know, hustling, doing their thing. But me, I gravitated towards 
those type of dudes. Even though Jay Z's my favorite rapper, he was the ultimate hustler. Of course, of course. But you know, I was able to relate to like Kanye mm -hmm. and Lupe. Mm -hmm. You know, Lupe did his thing on the street too. But I was able to relate to like Tyler Qualley's. Like they spoke to me, or even J Cole. Like yo, yeah. regular dudes living a normal life. Just trying to make it, trying to get through. Dudes have the regular nine to fives. They going to college. They trying to. Just Who just so happened to be from the hood. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So those dudes, I was like, oh man, I can gravitate. I can, I can listen to that man. Like hearing college dropout, Kanye's album for the first time. I was like, oh my god. I was working at Circuit City, and when I heard Spaceship the day it dropped, oh, I, I quit my job that same week. <laughs> I was like, fuck Circuit City. And then Circuit City ended up going out of business anyway. But that song right there inspired me to get the hell up out of that job, bro. Because they didn't want me to go sign up for college. Mm. It was just crazy. They wouldn't let me get off for that. But yeah, man, that era was dope for me too, brother. Yeah, wow. yeah. And I think that the roots were like the pulse, you know, for that era. Because yes. all those, all of them, hung out together. They was all cool. They weren't beefing with each other because they didn't want to beef, you know, with each other anymore, you know. And um, you listen to, uh, you know, you're familiar with Mark Ronson, right? Um, a little bit. I know, so, I know who he is. So, you know, he got his, you know, do you know he has a, a podcast? No. So, he has a podcast uh, through the Fader magazine. And uh, the first episode, the first guest he interviewed was Questlove. And it was easily one of the greatest interviews I ever heard because it really let us, it really let me know that the roots are truly, were truly the catalyst of pushing that era, you know, of um, Kanye Common, D'Angelo, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, you know, that whole Neil Soul movement. Yep. And, um, that there was like a low-key, quiet, you know, cold war going on between the underground and the mainstream, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Of course, oh yeah. And I forgot about that because I just remember, what's this? So we talking, you know, 05, you know, to 07, where I'm literally sneaking on my uh, computer in class to hiphopgame.com, listening, yes, listening to... Kick push, you know, you know what I'm saying. That website, bro. That was one of, that was my, one of my favorite websites. Hey, <laughs> HipHopGame.com. I'm over here listening to every single Lupe Fiasco freestyle there ever was, you know, and um, you know, and the roots in Black Thought, you know, rapping in, in Sky Zoo, Apollo Brown, Young Joel Ortiz. Yeah. Oh God, uh, Chameleonaire, Chameleonaire, Chameleonaire. <laughs> like literally back when he was the mixtape messiah and the roots the interesting thing that i learned about them that uh quest love was saying when he was talking to uh, mark ronson was how the, every album that they you know wanted to make was different they wanted to be different and like and they wanted to put other they wanted to put they wanted to make music with their friends like dice raw you know who who has the third verse on this song when i look into the mirror and see my own image it feel like it's something else far from the distance something i want to see but something that's resistant and every day the heart and it's growing more persistent i never
but they've been doing that from the beginning. So the story that he was telling was it was right before they put out Game Theory. So that would have been like late late nineties. Right after um let me pull up the uh, album list because it was really good the way that he broke it down and it made sense that Quest was talking about. So Okay, so yeah, so it was right after Illadelf Half Life and before and what led to things fall apart. Classic album, you know. Classic. And it makes sense into how they make music and including this song that we're breaking down now or never which was awful uh, how i got over but before they did things fall apart they just got off a tour from living in the uk they came back and they told the label it was like yo um we need a crib and we need two uh 15 passenger vans and we're just gonna have jam sessions at quest's house and these people just happen to be Beanie Siegel, Freeway, Eve, Jill, in some weeks, like uh, Kindred, the Family Soul. Fatim from Kindred, the Family Soul, knew uh, his homegirl, India, from Atlanta, and she plays acoustic guitar, so come up. So NDRE came up a few times. You know, uh, my boy, who was, like, producing these, he was trying to make, like, a girl crisscross, and they're like, our homegirl sings. She's, she's dope. She has a dope voice. She sounds like an adult. And they brought this third grader over, and I'm like, What? No, no third grade. Yeah. Like, no, there's too much weed here and all that stuff. But they begged, please let her sing. It was Jasmine Sullivan. Amazing. And even during that four-year tenure of her always singing, she would sleep in the car in the back, you know, in the back of her dad's car, come 1130 when it's time for her to start singing. He'd wake her up, bring her in. She'd sing her three songs and then go to school the next day. The other ridiculousness was me coming home from tour and realizing that the pizza guy is now on the microphone. And I'm like, oh, this is just Showtime at the Apollo. Like, everybody can get a chance on, like, it, this is past what I thought it was. Now it's just, like, everyone doing a free-for-all. Like, the pizza guy is now Like, like literally anybody and that pizza from guy that Neil Soul, soul was in that, in those jam sessions. And that's how we ended up getting things fall apart. And I'm just like... These niggas are genius. You know what I'm saying? And they just do it for the love of the music. You know, and they're and then you could tell that things that their features aren't just for like a look, you know, or oh, we're gonna get the star feature. No, we gonna get we gonna get somebody named Dice Raw and we're gonna have him spit. No, we yeah, gonna get, nah. We gonna get But now I can't miss it And the constant pound is driving me ballistic I ran from a few years But it's still next to me And it's growing stronger And don't forget about this Really underrated rapper it now, I know it's just destiny. You know It's it's crazy So <laughs> So what's your favorite verse off this song? Who who has your favorite verse? So what's your favorite verse off this song? Um It's crazy Cause Oh man Um Dice Raw and, I, and it's crazy. I was like, yo, he ha- to me, he has the, like, his lines towards the end of the song just stood out to me crazy, man. When he was like, what did he say? I know it's just my destiny and just wonder what's going to happen when it catches me. Will it leave me face down in the Chesapeake or will it just bring out the best of me? 
but is the best of me really just the worst of me? And if so, yesterday could be my anniversary. Like, yo, he, he was saying, I'm like, oh my God. I can't fight it now, I know it's just destiny. And I just wonder what's gonna happen when it catches me. Will it leave me face down in the Chesapeake? Or will it just start bringing out the best of me? But is the best of me really just the worst of me? And if so, yesterday could be my anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I told, you know, it's crazy. I told Dice Raw, I actually connected mm. with him on Twitter mm-hmm. like a few years ago. I guess he seen me talking about the song. Mm. I was talking about um, Now or Never. And he seen it. He retweeted it and he hit me up. I was like, wow, man. I'm like, yeah. yo, first. Like, that, that, that whole album for me got me through a lot in that year. And yeah. just those lines he said, man. Yes. Like, I, that to me, of course, Fonte and um, thought they kill it. I love yes. their verses. But it's just something about that Dice Raw verse. It just felt damn, like damn. Like it just felt different, man. And since it's caught, sit port and have church with me. I'm trying to get rid of these ghosts that's cursing me. I feel a change is an absolute certainty. This what's going on is a state of emergency. Like everything's changing. I would have to say that part that you just, you know, pulled out those lines was like my favorite moment of this song. Cause I was just like, I was like. Who is this nigga? First of all, like you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> you know, like those those are always the best parts. You know, the best moments as a music fan is when you like hear somebody like you know rap or sing a verse like in it, on par, you know, with somebody like Black Thought and Fontaine. Like, yo, who the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? And, and like now you're a fan. You know what I'm saying? This, you know what I'm saying? Now you're a fan. <laughs> like, now you're That's a fan. That's the beauty of you discovery. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Now you're music, a fan. Like, that's the you beauty know. of discovering. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could tell music that... It's you music, know, man. It's beautiful, man. Their like, music... You could tell... It's going to last long. You know? And that's why Quest said... Um, that that's the goal long. for the roots. You know? And that's why is He's said, like, he wanted to make sure... That's the goal that every single roots. album that they is, made like, he didn't sound sure like it came from a particular era, meaning that, that he wanted it to age well. Like you know, he didn't because what 2010? He wanted this is the height of the Drake well. era. You know, this is the height where everybody's what, melody. You know, this is the singing. height of the Drake. You know, this is the height where everybody's melody. This is when Drake was still learning how to sing on key. If we being a thousand, this is when Drake was still a thousand you know this is when drake yeah. was still yeah. learning how to sing <laughs> yep. but the roots were like no we're gonna stay to we're gonna stay true to us we're gonna stick to because we know who we are you know as a group all right we're not gonna follow the way because we know who we are. literally the roots all right all right they've been out since the mid 90s and they the roots and they've never sounded like any of their eras and generations you know if anything never they like played a major part in birthing, you know, the neo soul era. They all right, played a major part <laughs> from performing with D'Angelo and Erica and Common, you know, performing live with Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys are it. Jay Z and they're true. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys are it. And they're true. That was. That that was a crazy moment too because mm-hmm. like I remember Quest Love telling the story like I guess last year during the pandemic I forgot mm-hmm. who he was what it was on IG Live somebody yeah and 
he remembered Jay-Z actually approaching him to do the unplug. Yeah. Jay-Z unplugged for MTV. And Questlove, you know, like you said, it was like a a cold war between the Neo Soul the underground rappers and mainstream rappers like a Jay-Z. Like Questlove didn't trust Jay at first. Then once they started talking about music and he just seen how smart Jay was, he was like, yo, like, yo, this dude is different. And then they finally agreed to do the yeah, unplug. And yeah. ever since then, they've had a great relationship. Man. Yeah. Like, that's toyed with Jay. Yeah. So let me just they ask you this. popped up a few of their shows. Uh, you know, it's always, if always you could describe cool this then. song in three words, what would it be? Inspiration. Um, that's be inspirational. Um, <laughs> wow, damn, put me on the spot. <laughs> inspirational, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. motivational. I guess that's the same thing, almost. Um, and just deep. It just it, it resonates mm-hmm. with I think with anybody just going through any type of struggle mm-hmm. and they're just trying to make it and sometimes you know you don't have the words to express what you're going through and then through music you hear a certain song you're like oh man that's mm. it this this song is talking to me it's it's therapeutic. Mm. So yes, look at that. And that's what we got on the show. That's why this is called the Struggle Play Podcast, mm, baby. Alright, man. Look, you break down songs that invite an artist's passion, pleasure, pain. Literally had a rap or singing. You know, it's the last meal, and that's what you get with these songs. That's what you get with Black Thought. Every single time he picks up the mic, like you can feel Quest and the rest of his bandmates playing that music, you know? And like this song right here is definitely telling you to get out of your own way. It's definitely telling you Quest brings up, you know, his past. Fonte brings up his past. And Dice Ross is letting you know know what it is, what the situation is right now, and how you can get out of it, and how you are your own worst enemy. Yo, I'm so glad you picked this song, dog. I'm so you. I haven't, I haven't had this. I haven't nerded out. I haven't had a hip hop nerd out moment in a minute. I haven't had this. I haven't nerded out. I haven't had a hip hop nerd out moment in a minute. So, okay. I, yo, I love this, bro. This is this, yo. I'm glad you extended the invitation to me. I, I love talking about hip hop in this way. Like that's the reason why I made a podcast. Like just to nerd yeah. out and deep dive and talk about how songs resonate to us, how they make us feel. Yo, when you hit me with these questions, you know, prior, mm-hmm. you know, to us doing this, I was amazed. Like, oh man, like this is incredible. I had to, I had to let my boy know. I was like, oh man. My man hit me with some real shit. I'm like, this is gonna be an ill podcast. So thank uh, you, brother. I nah, appreciate nah, this. No, nah, no, it's all it's all love over here. It's all love over here, man. One hundred percent. But we're not done yet, man. I still got a few I still got one little bonus question for you. You know. Uh oh. <laughs> I still got one bonus question. You know, because the best part for me about breaking down songs, 
um, is is when I break down these songs, it gives people an inside look into my life, and I share the lessons that I've learned. And obviously, that's what you know. We can say the same thing with you in this song, right? So you said you have kids, correct? Right. So if there is one thing that you want your kids to remember, a piece of advice from you, what is one piece of advice that you will want your kids to remember after everything that you've gone through? What would that be? Never stop following and pursuing your dreams. Mm. Don't let anyone dictate your destiny. Mm. Because the minute you let people write your destiny, you have no control. Ooh. Oh, that's been my mantra from just, you know, everything going on with COVID since last year till January 1st of this year. And for me to just start doing things that I love and I I want to share that to my kids, like, don't let no one stop you from doing something that you truly love. Keep going. Keep pursuing. That's my advice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's the end of the breakdown right there, baby. Again, man, yo, I've whenever I have, and I just want you to know, whenever I have guests on the show, it please know that it's because I'm an actual fan. I binge this man's uh, work, one hundred percent. I do that. Oh, I, it's it's what I do. You know, I told him. Oh, I, I was I was like I was like yo. You got me listening to Nas joints because they over here talking about you know the greatest Nas songs of all time, and then oh, man. thank you, man. And then he over here talking about the Knicks, you know R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? I re- I listened to, from episode number one. I was like, oh, well, I let the New Yorkers have it. You know, Knicks fans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know they. You know it, it's. It's something they haven't had in a long time. So just let them live. I, I fuck with that heavy. So before we go, my favorite part of the show um, is the rotation. You know, three songs, you know, that's been in constant rotation, you know. But I let the guests do it, you know. And it's a great way for the audience to pick up on some new songs, you know. Or some old songs that they might have forgotten about. So... What are the three songs that have been in constant rotation for you in this past week? Oh man, they all all three are old songs. Alright. No, no new material. Um uh-huh. the first song is uh Pain by Tupac. Oh, oh from the Above the Rim soundtrack. Oh which only appeared on the cassette tape version. Yo! So if you only had the cassette tape, you had pain. You had the CD version, you was disappointed. Like, yo, why the hell is this not on here? And streaming just finally got it on there about two weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big title supporter. I have titles. So it's on title now? It's on title now. Oh, my God. I'm looking this up now. I couldn't help but know your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Never 
Take me alive, I'm getting high with my profile Cocked on these suckers, time to die Even as a youngster, causing ruckus on the back of the bus I was a fool all through high school, kicking up dust But now I'm labeled as a troublemaker Who can you blame? Smoking weed help me take away the pain So I'm hopeless, rolling down the freeway Swerving, don't worry I'm about to crash up on the curb Cause my business bloody Maybe if they tried to understand me What should I do? I had to feed my fucking family What else could I do? I'm slanging with the homies, fuck hanging with them phonies in the club Got my mind no danger, never been a stranger to homicide My city's full of gangbangers and drive-bys Why do we die at an early age? He was so young, but still a victim of the 12-gauge My memories of a corpse, mind full of sick thoughts And I ain't going back to court, so fuck what you thought I'm drinking in the sea, running from my enemies Will I let them be 23 and so much pain? Yeah, I, I play I played it the first day I found out it was on title, I played it like twenty-five times in a row on repeat. It's what it's my favorite Tupac song of all time. Same I'm here. Not I'm not saying it's his best song, but it's my favorite personal Tupac song of all time. And I've been playing that constantly, man. So that's been in the rotation. Yo, you my nigga for life. Do you hear me, man? <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, man. I broke down this song like the first month of my podcast, because I was like, "Really, yeah." Check that out, man. and I and I was just like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna do a remastered version of this joint. I'm gonna keep because this podcast ain't going nowhere." But I was just, <laughs> I just remember when I was doing my research on it, I was like, "Yo, it's not on title." You know what I'm saying? It's not on, you know, Apple Music, Spotify. Right, none of that. That, yep. Oh, pain. That's great. That's great. That's great, man. What's you got for song number two? Number two is, uh, and I covered this on the podcast. I think I put it, yeah, we posted the video today. Uh, Nas taking in blood. He doing deep I'm cuts. Not, yeah, man. Got to go to the B-sides. Um, like, listen, that's my favorite Nas song. Me and my boy Ray on, the, on my podcast, Put In Perspective. That's his favorite Nas song too, and it goes for the even the Tupac Pain. That's his favorite Tupac record, and we're gonna do a podcast on Pac coming up, so look out for that. And um, the Taking in Blood is my favorite Nas song, and because we covered this so much, we went in depth with it on the show. I just been playing that constantly, man, because it always puts me in a good mood. I recite every lyric to that. I'm in the car, I just zone out to it. That's all. Yeah. Taking in Blood is number two. I never brag, how real I keep it, cause it's the best secret. I rock a vest, prestigious, Cuban link, flooded Jesus. And Alexa watching Kathy Lee and Regis. My actions are one with the seasons, a tech squeezing. Executioner, wintertime I rock a fuck, mega popular, center of attraction, climaxing. My bitches, they be laughing, they hop from sniffing coke off a 20 sit, Andrew Jackson. City lights spark a New York night, Rossi and Martini sipping, Sergio Tosini flipping, mad pies, low price, I blow dice and throw them. 45 by my scrotum, manifest to do or die slogan, my niggas rolling 10 M3s, 20 guards popping willies on Kawasaki's, hip-hop's got me on some more, spraying shots like a drum roll, blanking out, never miscount the shells, my gun hole, I don't stunt, I regulate, handy and sprite, I separate, watching crab niggas marinate, I'm all about text, a good jokes and sex, Israelite books, holding government names from nests, MCs are crawling out, every hole in the slum, you be alright like blood money in a pimp's cum. 
Okay. Then, um, what we got for number three? Last but not least is uh uh it's yeah, it's a B side. You got digging the crate for it a little a little bit, not too much. Ninety seven. It's the War Report album. Oh Ola my Noriega. god. Oh my god. Iraq see the world. Oh my god. Iraq see the world is a special song to me because June second was uh you know, it was my brother Powerful mind Allah, brother was a five percenter. Mm. You know, you know, familiar with that. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, it was his born day this week. He passed away in 2016. And every time I play that song, like that was a big record for us growing up in '97. Just growing up, period. That song right there just reminds me of him so much. And I, I played it a lot this week. Just you know, just paying homage to him. So uh, I think it's one of the standout tracks on that album. If anybody's listened to the World Report album by Capone Come Omega, on, man. Iraq See the World is the truth. That is, <sighs> so that's my number three. That's my three songs in rotation. Hold up, yeah, I'm up. Yeah, 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 Yo, look, y'all, I, I didn't pick these East Coast songs. I know y'all be killing me for, you know, being the East Coast bias. All right, look, man, I'm just giving the people what they want. This man picked CNN, all right? And, and, and to the listeners listening right now, y'all don't even know what Noriega means to me. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know what mixtape Nori means to me. Oh, yes. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know. He picking War Report? I could do a whole podcast on War Report, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Great choices. Great choice. Great choice. So, I'm going to do a little something unconventional. I'm going to okay. pick a song. Um in the rotation as well because Mm. while I was studying up and doing my research for this song man it was another song from the roots that I just could not get out of my head let me look it up it's like it was now it was this song that we broke down now or never that was stuck in my head and this other one that was off of the i want to say it was off the it wasn't off the game theory album it was either because i didn't get introduced to the roots technically until they collabed with wale because i thought wale was like the next one was the next i just you oh, couldn't man, yo i got i got a story about wale we can have a story. Go, go ahead go ahead go ahead give me a wale story while i look this up 
quick one. Like, yeah, when Wale dropped, I thought he was incredible too. And I was living in the DMV. If people that don't know, that's DC, Maryland, Virginia. I was yep. living in Maryland at the time. You know, me being a New York dude, I yo, Wale was nice. I'm like, oh, this, is, this dude is ill. Cats yep. in Maryland and Virginia, they did not like Wale. Really? They did not like Wale. They thought Gucci Man, this is like 2009, Oh, uh, yeah. They yeah. thought Gucci Man was, nah, baby, nah, man, Gucci Man, ain't Gucci, baby. <laughs> you know, they, they, they didn't want to hear me talk about Wale. I was like, y'all like Wale? They was like, nah, man, we don't mess with Wale down here, man. I was like, damn, he sound, wow. they thought he sounded too New York. But anyway, wow. <laughs> wow, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, because that era, it started, that, that whole blog era started with Wale and Drake, and then Kendrick and Cole came, and then Big Sean was right there too, and it was over. But it was this song that I said, I am going to break down this song in the near future, you know. And this wouldn't have happened if you would have chosen now or never to break down. And this is The Roots featuring P.D. Crack. And it's called Long Time. Real life preservation, what a muscle for. My name, black thought the definition of raw. I was born in South Philly on a cement floor. We had nothing at all. I had the knuckle and bra. They swore I'd fall or be another brick in the wall. Another life full of love and loss. That's silly, this Philly. Y'all really ain't stopping the ball. With the pen like Willie on top of the hall. Pure soul with the city most popular for. Hear the tones that'll ease your smooth as Bunny Siegler soundtrack. Keeping your head bopping at all. In the sun in the water, though, where I come from. They used to sing it on the corner, yo, where I come from. Make it something out of nothing because everybody 50 cent away from a quarter though where I come from. Yeah, the streets ain't timid, but I feel at home in it. Gotta see a couple people I ain't got at in a minute. Yeah, you could take a brother out of South Philly. Can't take it out in Philly. I'll forever represent it. Yo, you ever have one of those moments where you listen to a song in the car and you just gotta pull over because you just cannot believe what the hell it is that you're hearing? Perfect, perfect beats, perfect instrumentals. And Petey kills his verse, man. Live and direct, I don't need no mic check. Remember, mommy told me, Petey, you ain't right that. It started in the bathroom, taking a dump. Listen to ultra magnetic eagle tripping your wall. Question my word, I'm the urban version of you, chump. Stopped on a different ground, sound second to none. The synthesizer tweet, the improviser feet. I calculated every lyric to arrive on beat. It's free, come get high on me. Before a nine millimeter shell hit my pelly pell on the peak. And yeah, it's something in the water, though, where I come from. They used to sing it on the corner, though, where I come from. And that's the end of the show. Be mad. Please tell the people where they can find you, your podcast, all of that good stuff, my brother. And thank you, brother, for being, you know, inviting me here. Yes, sir. Find me, find my podcast, put it in perspective. Find us on Twitter at put in perspective. You can find us on IG at put in perspective. Um, You can find us on YouTube, our YouTube channel, put in perspective. And uh, we also have a little uh, website, putinperspective.com. We got, you know, we still doing a little work on there, so that's where you can find me, man. Um, that's Put in Perspective, P-U-T-I-T-N-P-E-R-S-P-E-C-T-V. So please come support, show love. Oh man, this is hell, bro. Thank no, you, man. No doubt, yo, straight up, I had a, I had a great time. I don't know about you, my guy. But I had a great time, bro. <laughs> 
I had me some fun, man. It's it's when I talk with people like you, it gives me hope for music. You know what I'm saying? For rap in particular. Because when I break down these songs, you know, and I dig deep into my vinyl collection, I'm over here listening to the original samples because sometimes I feel uninspired by this current age of music. But talking to good brothers like yourself gives me hope, man. So I appreciate that. One hundred. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. So y'all, man, you know how it goes, y'all. That's the that's the, that's the show going right out with this song with the roots and pd cracks called long time peace and love my name is doug oh yeah and this song also features a guy named bunny sigler good song great song man all right y'all peace and love my name is doug Clap to the record spinner while I'm taking it back To the top paper ever, baby, dig on that Picture the pool room where the money bidders was at Them street people with the feathers in the cap of they bar Salino Pulling paper in as if it's a small casino I was a young boy sweeping the floors and running the stores But all the more hands would talk to me though About the way to clutch the eagle on a buck and tough And if I'm down, how to get back up to survival, kid And this is struggle worldwide, I'm positive Shit, the ghetto minds love me, the gods are strip. We know where all of the monsters is Them street walkers, you don't see no Consciousness. I'm coming back to where the core of the problem is. We on a job again. Y'all know what time it is.